Last Friday on Netflix, the film The Disciple that we have been waiting for was released finally. And I watched it on Friday and I think Prasanna, you also watched it uh, immediately the same day uh, as it was released. And today's episode uh, titled Deciphering the Disciple uh, is about that. Uh, however, in this episode, we are not reviewing the movie per se. Uh, at the same time, we are discussing certain parts of the movie. So there is spoiler alerts. Uh, having said that, the movie is not thriller suspense or anything. So we are not going to give out anything out of it. It's just a movie that kind of flows through everyday mundane. And there is that certain degree of slowness to that. And we thought that that brings more sort of connection with uh the platform of 13 that we are into and therefore we are taking up this film uh, so today's episode goes for the disciple welcome to 13 13 is a podcast about being and creating in this podcast we acknowledge the mundane and celebrate the everyday here we interact read and share our experiences with an intent to be and to create your hosts for today are prasanna and myself shantesh Let's get started. When we are talking about the disciple Shantesh, I want to reflect back to our conversation which we did about the court, again in the context of slowness. And both these movies, Court and The Disciple, come from the same maker. It is uh, Chaitanya Tamane. And... Uh, if you see, especially from a slowness context and movie making, I think in both these movies, he takes us into those uh, periods or those instances where he gives us time to reflect, to think, to ponder, to make our own meanings. And the reason I'm telling you now about this own meaning is because uh, when it comes to the movie court, many people thought that it's a take on Indian judiciary. Uh, some thought that it sh shows how there is a difference between the caste system and uh, how the people are treated when it comes to certain laws of sedation and all. The maker's take on that is very different. What he says is that I used to see people in my life and they can be a judge, they can be a lawyer and if my uncle if my auntie or someone who is in my close relationship, they can be in any of the profession and they have their certain biases coming from a certain background and living in a certain society and coming up with a particular upbringing. Now, all those things comes into play in their profession as well. And that's why he suddenly in the four, 40th minute of the movie court, he takes you into the lives of the two lawyers. Like what's happening with the lawyer who is supporting the uh, both the cases, in fact. And then that brings back to the movie. Now, the reason why I'm getting into this is because same way, when we look at the movie Disciple, it looks like a relationship between a student and a teacher. There is a student who wants to make a career in Indian classical music. So it starts like that. But at a deeper level, I can clearly see how the uh, protagonist, in this case, it is his name is Sharad Nerulkar. He is confronting the difference between truth and reality. So one side there is reality, 
which he has to face there is no option staying in a place like mumbai into in the 2000s early 2000s somewhere around 2006 the setup is it starts with and on the other side there is truth which he is getting from the recordings of a, a very famous singer of uh, the 70s you can say or 60s uh, who has recorded her teachings and he is listening to her teachings where it talks about the devotion and the inspiration and the dedication required when it comes to indian classical music and to be a student of indian classical music so i think that's the kind of uh, uh, premise for our conversation i would like to set today what is interesting that you bring up is a comparison between court and uh, the disciple and the common thread between the two that i find are three things one is that slowness in the film which the director deliberately brings so that the observer or the audience is able to make up their own version of interpretations of the film and it's therefore open to interpretation and there are so many different variety of views just even from film reviewers they cannot pinpoint on one aspect of it the second common thing between the two film is the physicality of the film the grain of the film itself the way it flows the way the camera moves and the distance from which humans are shot uh it it allows to capture the nuance of the facial expressions of an individual at the same time when required it gives the setup and the context of the background in which that individual is Uh, position but not the wide angle where the city is seen uh, which is very interesting because particularly in the film the disciple only after that first blackout scene uh, you see sharad nerulkar in a slightly wide angle i felt and after that there is a world view of him reflecting otherwise it's a contemplative mode that it he is in which similarly reflects even in court like you said only after getting into the lives of the lawyers the judge uh, the people involved in the administrative part of judicial system the wider perspective starts coming in otherwise it's a uh, kind of close shot but what is more interesting is that the agenda that you bring to the topic and i would like to relate between the two because there is somewhere i feel that uh, 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 the director himself is in search of this in court the distinction is tried to be or, or the distinction rather is made between objective reality and perceived reality and between that objectivity and subjectivity there is a tussle that is going on within not at in the court but within the people who are involved in the uh, uh, administrative part or the judgment part of the verdict itself uh, on the face of it it may appear that this film is about sedition and so on and so forth but it's actually something else where that distinction between subjective reality and objective reality comes to the forefront in the disciple the distinction is between reality and truth so it goes a step further and what i really was touched by is 
how even reality in the film is altered through the entire journey of the film where at the beginning the reality is the teacher and the disciple towards the end the reality is that i have to feed my family and this is my profession and the disciple or the idea of uh, uh submitting and the reality keeps changing for an individual but the truth is somewhere absolute so objective reality on one hand is kind of absolute because a law is set and if i have to put uh, it into four quadrants i have one objective reality one subjective reality where i make a judgment of on another person one inner reality in disciple where i am my reality only changes depending on the context and as i grow older and then the absolute truth so there are these four sort of quadrants in which i am just seeing this film yeah so if i look at the first part which you told and i completely agree with you that it is about objective reality and then what is subjective reality for the person so in the disciple in the first half and very good observation by you shantish there that the camera work is focusing on the individual so there is a very uh, focused attention of the camera on the individual in the first half and then it suddenly as it moves towards a more uh, objective reality of the re- world around it's the world starts coming on the person so you can see him in the traffic huge traffic of mumbai suddenly because previously he was only alone on the empty roads of mumbai at night and here you see suddenly there is horn honking uh, uh, there is a harsh sun on his face and he is standing in a traffic jam and suddenly life happens uh, so uh, before that what was happening if we look at in a very simple words in our own individual let me take my personal example uh, when i started uh, learning things when i started thinking about career or making something about my life uh, i could clearly s- resemble the commonalities between myself and sharad mirulkar so i used to learn about the books or uh, the purest way of doing things what is the best way to do it how do i excel myself in whatever i am doing so that's the kind of thing which is there and there is no direct connection with what is reality people will keep telling that no but in real world this doesn't work in real world it is very harsh it is very different you don't do this you can't do this there are real practical challenges theoretically it is good to know and listen and do this but in practical so people keep telling about this theory and practice theory and practice there is a difference and you care very little about it that time you are more interested in your own art or your skill or your topic and then as things move on you suddenly start i don't know what is the other word i don't know compromising is the right word or adjusting is the right word there are different ways or becoming practical is the word so everyone may use differently but then in a very subtle way without even knowing you start doing certain things which might have you which you might have not done before or you would not have thought of doing it in that way and that's exactly happens in his journey if you see that post period he has already started doing things which otherwise he would not not done now there is one particular distinction here which i want to bring there is a moment when he takes off the headphone from his ear where he is listening about the mice talk 
and if you look at that particular conversation where he gets upset is the conversation between reality and truth the exact sentence is that truth is ugly and if you want to be an indian classical singer you have to accept the ugly truth and that at the truth word he just removes it and then after that he stops listening to her then whenever he listens to her he actually listens to it as if mai is telling to him on his life and then uh, he can clearly see the instances of his own life how so then he gets disturbed and the best thing he thing is that he deletes all his rec- recordings and uh, gives back the uh, original also to the collection center so that's the point where the confrontation becomes too high for him to manage and then he just lets it go so that's how mm. i could clearly see a very distinct uh, representation of as you rightly said objective reality and subjective reality and the confrontation huge confrontation between truth coming in and in that absoluteness of the truth uh, how it's described in the context of classical music is that truth is ugly uh, in the way that it it confronts you uh, but at the same time when my the uh, background narrator is mentioning that emotion in the sentence is about truth also being simplistic at the same time and so it flows very gently it it does not come in a, a negative tone negative emotion or a complaining uh, 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 tone at all uh and i feel that uh, that in a way is something which only one can experience because uh how like on one side you're trying to be purist uh, and and in doing so in our own respective profession we try to maintain certain a ethics be sticking to the core and uh we really try to give the best that we think is possible but then we also succumb to ground realities that you have to pay rent you have to pay salaries you have to pay uh, your bills and how do you then make money and if you don't make money and if you stick to this then how do you uh, uh, find the truth and this is exact juncture at which sharad nirulkar uh, the protagonist is stuck between uh uh this finding this reality and finding this truth uh, but there is no simple answer to that and i also wonder that if his teacher who led a very modest life and ultimately in the end when he is bedridden uh he is saying that i don't get any monthly pension i still have to go to do the shows uh, so that i get money and he complains about some people not even paying for his taxi so has he found truth or he stuck in his own reality or for that matter has even my the narrator in the background really found the truth or is stuck in the reality and where does one find truth is it sudden or is it a transition can you find truth by being present to your reality and still be detached from it and and being part of this real world can you still experience truth and i feel 
that you can actually experience truth which otherwise i think the film contradicts on that you really have to be purist that is where i think my personal view sort of uh, deviates from this that you cannot be saying that there is an absolute uh, uh, way of working to find the truth you can work in the real domain you will still have to earn your money and your life and everything and at the same time be aware of the truth no and, and there is that distinction where sharad nirulkar or even perhaps the narrator is maybe talking about submitting the truth and to the truth and and knowing the truth and i don't think you can know the truth ever because there are different levels maybe the teacher uh, guru who is sharad nirukar's teacher uh, who leads a modest life is one level above but ultimately is not knowing the truth still and so is my maybe another level above but still you can't know truth and i'm just trying to make a distinction between knowing and awareness of before even getting into the knowing of truth or awareness about truth i think shantesh if we look at that one particular phrase on which uh, he stops listening which is the ugly truth now what is ugly what is beautiful is again coming from our societal norms as you rightly said about see if you if one is interested in finding truth or one is interested in being happy seeking pleasure finding enjoyment and that ugly truth comes from a place when you are otherwise looking for happiness and pleasure and enjoyment otherwise there is a beauty in that ugly truth and i think that confrontation he cannot take which you rightly mentioned that he has to face the outer world and that's why it is shown that suddenly that there is this outer world which is happening and then he is not able to cope with it and that's where he thinks that there's no point in going into this conversation anymore so uh, i i think the truth is not about ultimate truth or the final truth it is more about the truth at that particular situation and that particular situation he was not in a position to confront truth because sometime back as you rightly mentioned that truth is simple but it is uh, hard hitting and that's why in most part of our life we don't want to see truth we don't want to listen truth it is safer and comfortable to live lies mm and i'm on the other side i'm talking about the absolute truth where it also while is confronting isn't it like a joke when when you just observe the life that is ar- happening around you and you distance yourself and you see that people are running in this rut including yourself and where does this all interpretation come from if we start going into the root of it and then at that in that journey at one point you will for a moment get a glimpse into the truth probably and it feels all like a joke so to me it's the, it's that that point where i'm talking from that that awareness of truth the sense of awareness of truth can be there at least as i perceive it and 
the degree of sense of awareness of truth can vary so somebody may have a higher sense of that truth somebody may perceive it in greater depth and somebody may perceive it for a very brief moment but nobody can really know it can you and there is the moment you say i know the truth i think it just vanishes and reality is ongoing your life as it moves with changing circumstances you adapt yourself to that's your reality so i'm just trying to kind of bring that distinction and leave that as a fodder for thought and something that our audience should uh, or could find for themselves through their experiences and definitely share their views their uh, thoughts about this podcast into comments or by writing to us uh and and we would be more than happy to uh listen from uh, you all and uh, that should be about today's podcast with that we should complete our today's episode thank you thank you for listening for more such podcasts and daily writings subscribe us on creating13.com that is creating13.com we request you to share this podcast with your friends and family and anyone who may be interested in such topics your sharing will only help us to reach out to people and to serve our cause you can follow us on facebook instagram or twitter we've put the links in the description you can also listen to our podcast on your favorite podcast platform now we hope that you've enjoyed this episode and we wish to have you with us again next week for listening a new episode until then take care